0: All right, let's uh, fire up another health naturally. Good afternoon, Dennis. Great to have you along, mate. Appreciate it. It's always good to be with you, Mark. Now, um, (laughs) last week we started in a reflective mood, and you kind of want to to continue that vibe, which is fine with me, Yes. Um, sort of looking back over your Mm. career as much, Mm. and you've made the point that you, you feel that you may have been able to change the face of herbal medicine, that whole scene in Australia. How did you do that? And I guess there's a couple of particular herbs in with that you want to look at today.
1: I would love to answer that, but it'd take me all day. But very quickly, the way that I believe I contributed to altering the face of herbal medicine was to bring its explanation into the modern world, and to introduce some very medical type of herbs that hitherto had not been practiced or even used in Australia.
0: I've got a couple of calls for you. Dennis, are you ready?
1: Indeed, Mark, uh, indeed. Oh, you do better than that. Dennis, say
0: you are ready? Oh, absolutely. There we go. G'day, Kim, at Meriwether. Um, recently had some heart surgery, Kim, and you've got a question for Dennis on that.
2: Yeah, thank you. Dennis, um, I was listening last week when you mentioned for Vitality yes. Korean ginseng.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Um, I'm on regular... For the last six years, 100 meg aspirin, so yes. the blood's quite thin. Yes. And I was just concerned whether if I took that, because I'd like to get something for Vitality and, you know, lack of tiredness and
1: whatever. Are you on other medication as well, Kim?
2: The only other thing, I'm on 20 meg rivastatin.
1: OK, you're on a statin and and a bit of aspirin. The,
2: the aspirin, but I notice I, if I scratch myself in the yard doing some gardening, it's amazing how easily <laughs> you bleed. Yeah. But, um,
1: Look, Kim... I would uh, err on the side of caution here. Uh, ginseng uh, is a low dose herb and that's in its favour and without any reference in front of me I, I'm not aware that it has any uh, distinctive uh, interactions with um, anticoagulants or similar medication but uh, with your background and your history I think it might be wise to look Uh, for something else other than ginseng and if you uh, want I would be happy when I got back to my rooms to check out ginseng more um, how can I call it? it more in depth for you and look at perhaps something that would be a useful tonic for you that would have virtually no capacity to interact with medication of a blood thinning nature as basic and as safe as aspirin is. Err on the side of caution, Kim. Get back yeah, to me. Well, what, what I
2: did, Dennis, how yes. you do these days, I talked yes. to Google, but it, yes. it actually came up and, and, and said aspirin and ginseng don't go
1: together real well. So that's yeah. why I called, basically. Well, sometimes the literature is very conservative, and yeah. I, I would have to agree that there are situations where um, conservative approach to things is the right way to go. I have yeah. uh, never... There are a lot of people... On aspirin, and a lot of people taking uh, ginseng, uh, and and not all of them, uh, obviously, have significant interactions. However, yeah. however, in your particular case, I would uh, err on the side of caution, and look for something else that would have uh, a stimulant effect on you, but without perhaps interacting with. with yeah, aspirin. so
2: nothing, nothing comes to mind readily for you. Just vitality and tiredness, and that as a
1: seven year old? Well, you might be very surprised when I say this, but one of the most useful uh, remedies, or two of the most useful remedies, used particularly for men in the Western tradition of herbal medicine, is the American herb known as Damiana, and yeah. also a particular uh, extract of the oat. The head of the oat in its green state, contains a number of alkaloids which have a mild stimulant effect on the central nervous system. And they're frequently prescribed in conjunction uh, with Damiana as a means, particularly with men, of improving what we call in herbal medicine, the vitality factor, which everyone understands, but which is difficult to scientifically put into an equation. I think that might be a safer way for you to go, a simpler way, a more economical way, and those, both those preparations are readily available, the green extract of the head of the oat and also uh, the American herb, Damiana, either in capsule or liquid form, perhaps combined with the extract of oat.
2: Okay, yeah. Okay, well, thanks. I might I might give everyone a call next week, if
1: that's all right. That'd be
0: fine. All right, best of luck with everything there, Kim. Good afternoon, Kevin, from Barner You have some questions in and around probiotics for Dennis today. What's going on, Kevin? Yeah, good
3: afternoon. Good afternoon, uh, Dennis. Hello, uh, Kevin. For take, for taking my call. Pleasure. To you on a couple of other occasions. Yes. And- actually put me in touch with uh, a product called Astrogallis 8 that I buy from yes, your uh, yes. premises down there in New London. and yes, uh, absolutely love the product. it's uh, Fantastic. Dennis,
1: I'm a fairly healthy sort of
3: person. Yes. Um, the last six months I, I wake up in the morning and I'm a little bloated in the stomach and it sort of takes me until late morning to sort of feel, feel okay in the stomach. I'm not sick at all, but I just, to be honest, I wake up in the morning and I feel like I've eaten a baked dinner. Um, in the morning so it felt very bloated. and I'm wondering from everything I've heard whether a probiotic number one or number two if it is a probiotic which one would you recommend
1: okay look I'm a bit of a fan of probiotics but I think we can push their usefulness a bit too far I think if you're getting a lot of bloating or abdominal swelling um, you should be looking for perhaps something that has a little bit more activity further up the system so to speak so I would well. First of all, uh, do you eat a very big meal before you go to bed at night?
3: I, I, we have dinner around seven, seven o'clock. I only a reasonable size meal, but I, I don't feel a real lot during the day. I, I don't want to push a uh, push an advertisement, but I have a man shaped product yes. uh, at yeah. work, um, uh, and then I, you know, I, I might pick a little bit in the afternoon. But yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not crazy. No, not at all. But just uh, okay. for the last, the last six months or
1: so. Okay. And your, your gut functioning, particularly your bowel functioning, is okay, yeah, regular? Yeah, no
3: problems no, at all.
1: Okay. Are you on any medication? No, zero. Sure. Okay. Look, what I would suggest is a couple, a couple of simple things that you can initiate yourself. Um, first of all, I'd suggest you go to your pharmacy or a health food store and get basically what's called a digestive enzyme. Right. Now, digestive enzymes I've found useful with many of my patients and clients in improving... Um, well put it simple the breakdown of food by supplementing or complementing the body's own um, digestive chemistry I give that a bit of a go the, yeah. second, the second thing is this in herbal medicine herbs that are very bitter are renowned for their ability in promoting better gut functioning uh, the bitter herbs are, uh, have a history of use um, in, in in that role so uh, herbs, for instance, like golden seal, would be very useful. Again, a supplement, in encapsulated form. Golden seal is an American herb, and in Western herbal medicine tradition, it has multiple benefits on the gut. One of them is that its bitterness stimulates all the secretory activity of the digestive organs. I think. I think if I were you, that's the way that I would be looking. The use of uh, say some digestive enzymes for the upper gut activity particularly that's which commences say in the stomach and the role of uh, the bitter herb golden seal to augment that of the digestive enzyme but particularly also to have the benefit all the way through the system um, to rectify if you like any functional things that are creating a bit of this. On the other hand something as simple, something as simple uh, if everything else doesn't do well uh, something as simple as using a preparation based on peppermint you can right, okay. uh, get you can get a preparation from your pharmacy called mintech uh, that is basically an encapsulated uh, preparation which is very good for um, conditions of the gut characterized by wind and abdominal distension so there are okay. a couple of ways of looking at that uh, okay. don't, don't use them all at once just yeah. work through each one. Uh, if you stumble across um, one that w- one out of the three that does the job, well, fine, you don't need the others.
0: All right, perfect solution. Uh, do it stops working, Dennis, you reckon?
1: I reckon. All right.
0: Good afternoon. Robert from Cessnock. You've uh, got some jumpy legs for Dennis today. What's the story? Yes, when I go to bed at night, I don't get them during the day, but
2: when I go to bed at night, my legs are just full on like jittery, jumpy legs. Okay.
4: And I find it very hard to get to sleep. I was, people have recommended magnesium, but it don't work.
1: Doesn't work? Okay. H- have you been taking the right dose of magnesium, Robert? I was on a... Um,
4: I got a Nature's Own brand from the chemist. was a high-sync magnesium. Okay. Well, and if... I, ended up, I ended up taking, like, two a day, one in the morning, one at night. Yeah. But it just, yeah, it doesn't
1: work. No, and look, that, that's fair, too, because magnesium is in danger of becoming a bit of a panacea for any problem associated with the legs. Now look, I'm going to throw something in here that is very, very left field, but it's not going to cost you anything and it's worth a try. I have said on my various radio programs for many years, some of the best feedback I get from listeners with nocturnal or nighttime um, leg problem, particularly cramps or jumpy legs has been the putting into the bed, believe it or not, of corks. Now that's oh, okay. now that sounds crazy. And what I mean, this is where I probably lose a lot of listeners. But, 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 I had a dear lady who came to see me um, a couple of weeks ago, who raised the issue with me and said that she had been using cramps in the bed for years for exactly the same problem as yours and it had proven so successful that she was recommending it to some of her elderly clients in nursing homes and they all claimed to get benefit from it. Now, you can say, oh, this is all just sort of a, how can you call it, placebo effect. I don't care. She's another very intelligent woman that has said what many other men and women have said to me over my 30 years of radio. That there's something in this and what i suggest you do is try it before you dismiss it it's not going to cost you anything just go to the fishing shop and buy some cork i don't think they have cork in too many bottles of wine these days which is a bit of a disappointment but oh, get, no. <laughs> get some get some corks put it in a little little um, bag so to speak uh, like a little bit of fishing net throw it at the bottom of the bed see how you go now, um, uh, yeah. I, I can assure you I haven't been drinking before I came on the program. <laughs> and <I'm, laughs> I, be, and I, I have been trained as an engineer years ago, so I've got a reasonably uh, analytical mind. But what I've yep. learned, Robert, talking to many, many people over many, many years, is that we haven't got explanations for everything. And that, uh, yeah. and, and that science, good as it is, and thank God for science, it can't explain a lot of things that happen particularly with reference to medicine to human beings or to anything else give it a go give it a go yeah. and
4: I'll, uh, give it, I'll give it a go
1: tonight <laughs> yeah, you, you, you you might find it i don't know whether you've got a partner or whether you're married or whether you sleep with someone you might find that it's not the best thing in the world for uh, or sleeping with people, having a bag of corks at the bottom of the bed, but but who cares if you get a good night's sleep? To be fair, Dennis, to... <laughs> I'll be happy for the jumpy
0: legs to go. I mean, they might be they might be getting the recipient of that, Robert. So, I mean, uh, you got to pick your poison, haven't you? Yeah, no, but me, my
4: wife doesn't, doesn't enjoy it too much. You know? Just, you know, I keep active during the day in my lawns, yep. you know, and whatever, yep. and I can and I, at night I can sit there and all of a sudden I'll be watching TV or my legs just. I just yep. really jumping legs and I've got to bounce my legs for like two hours Yep. For it to settle down, you know, and then I go to bed and, oh, they just twitch and jump everywhere and I've yep. got to get
1: back up and Well, look, again, you, you know? you, you'll be the best case to try this on. If if, yeah. you, if you were to get back in a couple of weeks' time and say, look, I've I've won the lottery, my legs aren't jumping, the, <laughs> the, the whole of Newcastle will have sold out of Corks, yeah. I can assure you. <laughs> Let us know how you get on, Robert. Let us know. All oh, right,
0: best of luck, mate. Health and Actually with Dennis Stewart rolling on towards 1 o'clock this afternoon. And, well, good afternoon, John at Edgeworth. You have a – we're still sticking with the corks thing, but you've got a different remedy for the uh, the bouncy legs. What's going on, John?
5: Yeah, I've um... – <clears throat> hey, Dennis.
1: G'day, mate.
5: Uh You might remember me with flu. Oh, we were treating her for that sandfly bite. I do. I
1: it's do. She ate
5: cream and everything. She passed away. She passed away. Yeah. In uh, June 22, hmm. of dementia, I had her in the care. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I fixed her with up... my my. In 1979, I suffered with cramps bad. Yes. And a lady friend of mine, actually my boss's do- uh, wife, <coughs> she told me camper, and he put it in okay. a... Yep. Get a camper yep. block and put yep. it in the stocking. Yep. And anyway... That, that was um, helped and a lot. And then another old lady told me about a cake, store a cake of um, Lux or any of those good quality tape and don't take it out of the wrapping and put that in with it too. So I've had that for them both in there for years and years now and um, solved the
1: problem. Well, there you go. Excellent stuff, pressure. And, and I think that there are... Uh, There are a lot of things, as I've said, um, John, that are difficult to explain scientifically, but when you get people like yourself, and I do remember you, when you get people like yourself and others reiterating that a condition, an uncomfortable condition can be helped by simply doing something as simple as what you've done or using corks as others have done, well, what can you say? What can you say?
0: All the best for you, John, and uh, good afternoon, Ros, uh, from Shawbay. Quick one for you. You're also giving a, a big tick of approval to having the corks in the bed as well.
5: Yes, hi, Dennis. Hello, um, Ros. I was given this um, remedy years ago from a, a, an old professional fisherman. Yes. And I, I suffered badly with leg cramps yes. mainly. Yes, And he, he said to me, get some corks and put them in an onion bag. And I thought, uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yes, yep, so yep. I got the corks, didn't get an onion bag, but I put them in a, an old um, pantyhose, just oh, the yes, bottom yes, part. Oh, yes,
1: yes, yep.
5: And I carried them and they worked. Yes. And a friend of mine, who's a very good sewer, yes. she made me a little bag, which you yes. what we call like a marble bag. Yes. It had just a fabric in the front and like a mesh at the back, and yes. I carried that with me. Yes. I went to home in Ireland, yes. I went to Melbourne, and I yes. took that with me everywhere, and it worked.
1: Good on you, Roz. Look
5: and you can probably get the corks from um, the stores that do... Uh, I, I'm not sure about health food stores, but the um, places that do home brew kits and things like that, they'd have them as well as fishing.
1: Oh, that's great. But look, just to to hear you confirm what I've been saying and what others have been saying, is very comforting and very supportive because, as I've said, a lot of those uh, sceptics out there who question everything that I say will think this is a bit of a field day. (laughs) They will say, I told you he was a quack. Well, call me a quack if you like. But what you've just said has been reiterated by so many people over the many years of my practice and programs that um, it's comforting to hear that, and thank you so much, Roz, for yeah. ringing in.
0: Oh, Dennis, wait till I uh, hear your thoughts on politics. I mean, <laughs> if, if, they, if they thought healing uh, isn't 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 bad enough, anyway. Best of luck, man. Thanks for that, for that, Roz. Um, Jenny from Outer just also pointed out cork tiles. Any any thoughts on that versus just the corks?
1: Look, cork is cork. Okay. Try to keep it as simple and as um, uh, like fishing shops. Shops still have cork things to wrap your fishing lines mm. on. It doesn't matter. A cork is a cork in whatever form you like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Dennis Stewart is here for a couple of minutes. If you have a question, we could probably squeeze one, maybe two or ten more in. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Because, Dennis, a lot of chatter about the the champagne corks popping um, earlier.
1: Well, they're the best, of course. They're Uh, the best.
0: And I believe that you'll be doing that very thing very shortly, a very, very special birthday
1: coming. Absolutely. My uh, dear wife has a birthday this weekend. She won't mind me saying that... uh, Too bad. It's her birthday, and we have uh, in the the refrigerator at home a bottle of Moe that's been there for some time. Now, any listeners that know anything about champagne will know that Moe's not a bad drop, so to speak. Uh, So on my wife's birthday, we will crack it open, and um, we'll probably keep the cork. It's still, still a way Gates. of getting corks, but a very expensive way. So, happy birthday, my dear. We will share together the bottle of Moët tonight.
0: Yeah. So the question is, will you both be either swinging from the chandelier, or who's going to have the lampshade on their head and dancing on a table? Well, I don't think it'll be my wife. Put it okay. that way. <laughs> right. So Dennis is the, Dennis is the one. He's the party animal. But you did mention we were, we kind of sort of said we can wrap up. We're yeah. being a bit reflective again. You mentioned that you may have made a few changes. Uh, over your time in the herbal medicine scene, and a couple of particular herbs that you'd like to mention.
1: Well, that's a a very good question because... You wrote it. (laughs) These are your notes. (laughs) (laughs) Reflecting back, when I started practice in herbal medicine quite a few years ago now, Mark, the system of herbal medicine that was practiced here was very Anglo, and that was good, but very much based on a stereotype selection of essentially Western Anglo-American herbs. What I did was introduce some herbs which have altered the face of herbal medicine practice and enhanced the potential benefits of herbal medicine and probably the outstanding remedy that I introduced is the herb that I have occasionally mentioned on this program and the name of the herb is Vitex agnus castus. Uh, Now it's also known as chaste tree and it is recognized, particularly in Europe, where I did a lot of reading around on it because it was always used in European herbal medicine and sometimes even medically. Mm. Uh, the book by Dr. Rudolf Weiss that I frequently mentioned on the program has an excellent section on Vitex agnus castus, which I studied and took up, and I also read a text by an English herbalist, Geoffrey Whitehouse, where he at that stage was using Vitex agnus castus I brought it into Australia and it changed the whole protocol for my treating so many conditions that women experience. Probably the most outstanding one would be what we call functional infertility. That is where some dear women uh, who have been trying to conceive for many years, well investigated, and nothing has emerged as to why they cannot conceive, their partner is, is okay, uh, all the goods are there on both sides but they have agonised in not being able to conceive. Very frequently, my formulation, which began to incorporate Vitex agnus castus, has been giving consistent results in many women over many years. And I consider that as one of the major impacts that I've had on the practice of herbal medicine in Australia, the introduction of a herb which didn't play a role in herbal medicine prior to my taking it up my teaching of it, and my prescribing of it in clinical practice.
0: And uh, either directly or otherwise, possibly responsible for a slight bump in population numbers across the country as well.
1: I have thought as I in, uh, come to the end of my professional career, I'll go through my cards. I still use cards. I'll go through my cards or prescription <coughs> book and see how many people, how many women we have prescribed uh, Vitex uh, two and see how many of them have done well on the prescription. There would be many of them.
0: Mm. So you are be able to get a rough idea of um, statistics, as in percentages, maybe? I'll take uh, some effort. I'm not saying do it for next yeah, week. No. But it, the, 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 the thought
1: is there. The thought is there. Yeah. and, and my, the, the sad part about it is, and I think it is a little bit sad, that this experience and this knowledge and my teaching of the role of herbs in infertility problems... <clears throat> has still not been in in any serious way acknowledged or taken up by the mainstream. And I think this is sad. I had a young lady come to see me yesterday uh, because her friend had uh, uh, for many, many uh, months, years, been trying to fall pregnant, unsuccessful, uh, went on to a formula of mine which, which incorporated Vitex. And as a result of that, she passed it on to this dear lady who was also in distress. And she said that uh, she had come to see me because everything else had failed and her friend, who was in a similar situation, acceded to using herbs and had a good result. I guess what I'm saying is, I think there's an opportunity even for empathetic uh, medical practitioners to at least mention to their distressed patients who may be getting nowhere with the sophisticated treatment, the very good treatment of the mainstream, at least they should be aware that there is perhaps an option which normally, <clears throat> in my prescribing and many others now, would incorporate the herb Vitex agnus castus.
0: Looking at the, the herbal medicine scene generally, because mm, as you mm. said, it when you came into it, yep, it had some yep. of the blinkers on, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, is, is, is there more of a... Not so much a sharing of ideas, but more of an acceptance now than when you brought in that, look, you know, we can look further afield than our
1: our knowledge base? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, I uh, I came out with that one. (laughs) I'm very impressed, Mark. Um, What happened um, many, many years ago, I think in about 1990, there was a committee set up called the Web Committee that was set up by the government to look at what was called alternative therapies to see whether or not they warranted registration. Uh, Herbalists were called upon to go to the meeting to be interviewed and to put their case for registration. When we went, we were totally outgunned. The gentlemen that uh, questioned us asked sensible questions, but what we found was they knew more about the scientific explanation of herbs than we did. Herbal medicine was not at that stage in any way, as far as I'm aware, taught with any credible scientific basis. I was just a young practitioner and had been trained in engineering. And so I determined that what I would do is introduce at least a modicum of scientific explanation to how herbs work. And so I introduced to the herbal medicine curriculum of the National Herbalist Association of Australia um, a degree of science under the heading of pharmacognosy. Pharmacognosy is the term that's used to describe a study of active principles in herbs. From that point onwards, herbal medicine began to become more credible and as a result, in my teaching in particular, has attracted many medical people over the years to listen to an explanation of herbal medicine. Some of those practitioners I can name now, but I won't, take on the practice of herbal medicine because there is a more, uh, how can I call it, defined explanation behind their action.
0: All right, I'm sure uh, throughout this year we'll learn a little bit more about that journey. So pencil and in, Dennis, we've got to do this. It's, in, an, it's an interesting topic. All right, uh, thanks, Dennis. As always, a uh, great uh, chat and health naturally. we we'll are be back next week as well, OK? Thank
1: you, Mark. Keep those corks.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at
3: 2NURFM.com.